Hi, this is Frank Schaefer. I have had the pleasure of talking to some of the leading authors, artists, activists, and change makers of our time on this podcast. And I want to personally thank you for subscribing, listening, and sharing 100 plus episodes over 100,000 times. We have a lot of work to do to heal our divisions and secure our democracy. And I look forward to more conversations with those important voices that will bring clarity to the situation we find ourselves in as we move toward November of 2024. If you appreciate these conversations and my cultural and political commentary, please subscribe to this podcast in conversation with Frank Schaefer on your favorite platform and to my substack, It Has to Be Said, which can be found at frankschaefer.substack.com. I'd really appreciate the help. Thank you. Hi, my name is Frank Schaefer, and I have been watching world events through the lens of someone raised in a fundamentalist cult who then left that cult and became a very different person, uh, both individually and personally and within my family, but also in terms of my politics. But my background is very religious, and I've been out of that for some time now. And it's in that context that I watched the latest iteration of the January 6th uprising, which happened in Brazil just now, when in exact imitation of what happened in our national capital, the followers of Bolsonaro stormed their government buildings to deny and overturn the election, again, fairly won by someone else, uh, that they were denying. And there's no way to understand this event outside of the context of the fact that Brazil uh, has a right-wing evangelical and Roman Catholic conservative uh, underground, if you like, that have been his bedrock of support, an exact mirror image of what happened in America with Trump and the white evangelical vote. A friend of mine that I've interviewed on my podcast in conversation with Frank Schaefer, Jared Yates Sexton, uh, commented this morning, and I'm going to quote, can we please move past this absurd and ridiculous notion that this isn't an international authoritarian movement following the same playbook toward the same ends and funded by and organized by the same people, end quote. And what Jared is talking about is a, a global phenomenon that is a move toward authoritarianism away from democracy, but it has two elements, and that is that there are business interests in corporate America and indeed corporations all over the world that have an interest in pushing for authoritarian rulers that they in turn have influence with. They're not interested in democracy. Uh, these are the big corporations that don't pay taxes, the um, transnationalists that basically look at the whole globe as a market rather than a series of nations. And that's who he's talking about. But there's another part of this, and that is, I think it needs to be understood that this wave of global authoritarianism is being done in the name of God, not necessarily by sincere believers, but by very cynical actors, whether that is the uh, Orthodox Jews seizing big chunks of the West Bank in the name of their own version of Orthodoxy, or the Russian Orthodox Church, a very different kind of Orthodoxy, where Archbishop Kreliel is literally, figuratively in bed with Vladimir Putin, blessing his war and genocide against the Ukrainian people, or the Saudi royals, uh, when they're not busy uh, dismembering a journalist here and there, oppressing women, their excuse being that their religion demands it. 
democracy is under threat from cynical and abusive people globally. And their real intent is twofold. Theocracy, replacing any uh, democracy with this idea of uh, godly power administered always by people who want to be in power themselves, like the mullahs of Iran, who are executing demonstrators, persecuting women in the name of Islamic religion. And meanwhile, in our own country, in the United States, a lot of our media pretend that somehow these revolutions against democracy have other sources than religion. But they do because of, of corporate interests, etc., and authoritarian leaders, but none of them are possible without the backing of religious believers, uh, some of whom are really authentic religious believers, others pretending to be uh, using religion as a power base. So whether it is the Hindu nationalist movement in India, led by Modi, the, the prime minister, or the Christian nationalists here in the United States, or the Saudi royals, or the Iranian mullahs, or the Orthodox Jews that are in the government now of Israel as it tilts to the far right, or whether it is the people in the United States who are persecuting women in the name of religious absolutes like Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court and this Roman Catholic majority now on the Supreme Court. Wherever you touch it, it's the same. So it is not a coincidence that this uprising against the duly elected government in Brazil in the last uh, 48 hours, and the uprising on January 6, two years ago here in the United States, and then the little circus that the Republicans put on in Congress with the 20 holdouts against electing a speaker, all actually are only made possible by one group in all of these diverse countries. And these groups are actually very similar. So some may call themselves Orthodox Jews, some call themselves Christian nationalists, some call themselves Hindu nationalists, some call themselves whatever you want. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's an Iranian mullah or a Saudi prince or an American politician on the far right in Congress that is an extremist and literally a bomb thrower succeeding the people who stormed the Capitol and now they get elected and they come in and do the same sort of disruptive actions now from the inside, the thread that binds all these people together is that without their activism, their authoritarianism in the name of God, they would not get anywhere. What they do is they cynically cash in on believers in each of their various religions, who ironically may all hate each other in terms of Islam versus Judaism or Christianity, um, various iterations, fundamentalist, Calvinist, evangelical versus Roman Catholic. But the fact is, these are all one and the same person, if you like. And that is, it's an idea that somehow the authentic political causes are rooted in either biblical or Quranic or other religious absolutes, giving them an authority to overthrow elected regimes and usurp democratically elected power in the name of a, quote, higher authority. And that would be for, for white Christians, the Bible or the Quran, or whatever it may be. But the thread that runs through it all is this, and that is that we are either going to have a world that is dominated by secular, science-based, democratic principles of the kind the United States was founded on by the humanists and the secularists following people like Jefferson, who came out of the French Enlightenment background 
and the Italian Renaissance before that, and the idea of reason going all the way back into the democratic politics of ancient Greece, or we are going to be plunged back into an age of superstition and murder and mayhem and wars of religion of exactly the kind that Vladimir Putin is now fighting against Ukraine in the name of the Russian Orthodox Church trying to crush Ukraine's uh, Orthodox um, in the name of one pure religion over another, or in exactly the same way that white evangelical nationalist Christians here in this country are trying to tr crush the gay movement or the women's movement in the name of a higher authority that they subscribe to. So it just seems interesting to me, and I'll conclude with this, that you can't really understand the uprising in Brazil and the trashing of their capital if you don't tie it to what we did here in the States. And it's no coincidence at all that the backbone of both groups of people that were trashing their capitals were evangelical or uh, nationalistic, white, conservative Roman Catholics. Same in both countries. Um, and these two movements are linked. And so maybe it's not a coincidence that Bolsonaro has fled to uh, Florida, of all states, uh, run by DeSantis and that houses uh, Donald Trump, um, and a state that, uh, as DeSantis put it, puts it, where woke goes to die, um, in, in, in exactly the language that Bolsonaro was using in Brazil, Trump was using here in this country, and uh, all the rotten eggs in one basket this afternoon right there. Uh, in Florida. My name is Frank Schaefer. In Conversation with Frank Schaefer is a production of the George Bailey Morality and Public Life Fellowship. It is produced by Ernie Gregg and hosted by Frank Schaefer, author of Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy, a post-pandemic blueprint for rebalancing work and family in favor of love and living. To learn more and support the show, please visit lovechildrenplanet.com.